It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Hello and welcome to the Best Supporting After Show, where we continue to green out on all things Best Supporting Actress. When the time is right, we talk about awards. We usually have things that we've been watching to catch up on. We now have assignments we need to report on. And we always have a BSA of the week. And I am still Colin. And I am still Nick. And woo-wee, if you folks knew what we have been through to bring you the show this week, (laughs) hopefully... It's been a seamless process, and you don't even know. Uh, you don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know what we went through. But yeah, I mean, it happens. We'll, we'll yeah. see. It's like we're speaking in the future, but um, hopefully the main episode is went smoothly, and here we are. It's Friday. It's the best supporting after show. It's a party. It is. It is. I'm manifesting that it all worked out. I so, think it will. Yeah. And, you know, quite a calamity to happen on your staycation. I know. I mean, it's it's kind of on brand with this staycation because so much has happened. But um, I am. Yeah, I'm on staycation, as they say. And it's been very nice. It's been a little bit busy. But I'm looking forward to actually today when this episode is released. I really don't have any plans for the weekend, but it's been a busy week just hanging out with friends and having plans, which is like a blessing. And also, you know, me wanting to lay in bed all day and like read and watch Netflix has also been compromised in some situations. Again, first world problems, but I guess I'm not working. And that is, that's the goal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You're now you're just having your socialite life, you know, Yes. just out and about. You've got high tea. You've got a bit of a, you know, meeting up with friends. You, you know, yeah. just, you know, does anybody wear a hat? You know, I mean, <laughs> I know. it's all fun stuff. I think that's the danger of a staycation is that you still like you're still at home. So if something pops up, you, you know, you got to like, for instance, uh, we're still going to the gym on Tuesday mm-hmm. and Thursday. And I'm like, do we have to, though? You know, right. it's like, uh, we'll see. But um, but yeah, other than that, it's been a lovely week. Um, I caught up on a lot of stuff, but I, I do want to hold off on that, Colin, because, I mean, the, the the main headline here is that you actually saw and out in the flesh. We need to talk about it. Well, so, yeah. So here's the deal. Um, so I I think I had teased in our last episode that I was going to see Mass yet again, but this was going to be a screening of it that has Anne Dowd in a Q&A post-viewing. Post and I... Okay, here is I here are my favorite parts, because obviously I don't want to give anything away about the movie. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. But... The movie ends, and obviously it's not it's not a, a happy experience through and through. It's a very emotionally heavy experience, and the credits are rolling, and then they've, they've got to get to it because there's another screening coming. So the, the interviewer, uh, a film critic, and Anne come out with some director chairs, and they mute the, the credits, and they turn up the lights, and they both have a microphone. And, you know, the audience, the movie has just ended, and Anne 
says, um, well, let me make sure I get it right. I feel so invasive. I feel you <gasps> need space. <laughs> like dead serious. I'm like sure dead she serious. Said it. Yeah, yeah. Not just With, like, uh, well, here I am. It's like, yeah. How are you? How is How everyone? are you? Yes, with like a with a with a slight smirk of knowing what we've just been through, but yes. like genuinely, like I feel so invasive. I know <laughs> you need space, you know, in that way that she yes. speaks, but dowdy and lilt. And then we were off to the races. I mean, my favorite part is, you know, there was a bit of a conversation back and forth, you know, between the the critic and, and Anne about the movie and about Anne's experience, and um, and you know, there were some really interesting details that I. I don't think would take away. I don't think would take away or add anything. But I, I I'll share those details after you've seen it, um, just so you okay. can kind of have as fresh a view as possible. But just like cool details, things like oh, cool, I didn't know that. Um, but then eventually they open it up to Q and A with the audience, which is of course my nightmare. Yeah, sure, yeah, I get yeah, secondhand yeah. embarrassment from that too. Yes, yes, yeah. And sure enough, you know, you get it's as if he's a plant in the audience, and he's like, and. I thought the movie was wonderful. I thought everything was fabulous. Oh my God. Did they film all of this in one take? And oh the way she handled God. that, it was like, well, we, well, no, 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 it wasn't. Um, but yeah. my favorite part is that they were, you know, trying to get the mic around to different people who had questions. And so when someone would have a question, Anne was getting up offering without being asked giving her mic to the person to ask the question going back oh and sitting in her chair goodness. and then going to collect the mic after they'd asked the question it uh, was I, I think the first one was uh uh how did she say to the guy she's like uh hey you want mine joe or something like that she did one of those things like she sure just, she was so funny and actually one guy he asked her a question and she said what's your name sir and i think his name was joe and then after she was done she said thank you thank you joe like, I couldn't believe she was everything we've heard in on podcasts and in interviews in person. She was delightful to the point where they were running out of time. And Anne was like, oh, I just I see hands in the air and I, I can't leave them, you know, and to the one point where there was one more question and it was in the front and Anne took over. She's like, oh, here, you have a question. She took over picking the questions. And then the interviewer was like, oh, I think we're just about out of time. And it was like, oh, oh, dear, I'm sorry. And you know that Anne went over and talked to that person after it was over to oh, make sure yes. they had to ask their question. Uh, she was, uh, I know. Class act. Yeah, a class act. I, I loved it. And she was just a delight. It was so interesting hearing her talk about them making the movie and kind of navigating like the emotional weight of it. And she was like, you know, and there were some days filming when one of us might have, you know, a more heavy dialogue or scene and the others knew to give them space and give support. And I was like, Anne, tell me everything. Tell me everything about how you supported each other during the yes, hard days. Yes, you, you, know? you and Martha. You and Martha. How did you work through this? I'm like, um, is Martha the new Justin? I need to know. I know. Well, I no think one Jay can be Justin, though. Jason is the new Justin. The okay. way she oh, talks the about Jays. The way she talks about she's like, oh, gosh, if Jason was here, he would just take over the whole interview. Oh, I'm being so Jason right now. She <laughs> loves these hot men. <laughs> she I and mean, I have the same taste in men, you know? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it was so good and i i just i can't wait for the day that we get to just squeal out on on mass i can't wait either and it's 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 approaching right is it a week or two away that it's, you're about it's a week be away in pittsburgh yeah. yeah okay yeah the, the countdown begins yeah 
so I expect you to be camping out outside the theater. In, I in will. Is West Homestead, is that a thing? Is that weird? Is that a place yeah, to go? Yeah, I, I wonder, because uh, there's Homestead. It's like we have like an AMC Lowe's, L-O-E-W-S. Um, that's like the big, like uh, in at the waterfront, it's called, in Homestead. So maybe I'm hoping that's the theater because that, that's a nicer one. I like that theater, but I'll that's go anywhere for one. Anne. Yeah, you know? yeah. If it's a milk crate and a and a blank screen with a projector, you'll make it work. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I well, I am so thrilled for you. I'm sure there's like so much more to add to that experience. Um, you know, as you th- if you think of more things that Anne said that oh, I forgot to mention this, just you know, oh sure throughout the, the episode, just just interrupts. <laughs> yeah, the I feel so invasive. I know you need space is my that. I just I've just been saying it any to Marco, to anybody. I just I love it. Um, I guess all I can say is that she was wearing all black and she had these thick rimmed black glasses and she had bangs and she looked really cute. Uh, yeah. God so. bless Anne. I feel like there are, of course, I can't remember any of them off the top of my head, but I've, I've been skimming some gold derby, just looking at Oscar things. And I think I feel like, Oh, I feel like the best supporting actress category is going to be really tough this year. And I worry for Anne. I just like, uh, what is that one movie that uh, Belfast? Have you heard of Belfast? That's making I the rounds. No, it's oh. a Judy Dench movie. Um, and uh, oh, gosh, what's her name? Katrina something. Katrina Balfe. Did I make that up? Um, she plays the mom. Uh, it's, okay. it's a, it takes place in the 60s and it's getting a lot of hype. So Belfast is coming in strong and the best supporting actress category. I don't know. Um, so there's not really too much to add to that, but I, I'm excited. I'm excited for Anne. I'm excited for this Oscar season. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. It, I feel like I have a real horse in the race now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, team Anne. Team Anne. Team Anne. And honestly, one of my biggest takeaways from the second viewing, also Team Martha. Also, Team Martha. Jesus Christ, Martha. I mean, Clinton. I wish Martha was there with Anne. That would have been the oh, ultimate, I think. I would have ascended to heaven. It would have been too <laughs> much for me. I would have been gone. Um, so so that's the, that is certainly, you know, the biggest event, not only in the past week, but in my life. Uh, what else do you have in your in your viewing agenda or your episode agenda? What else do you want to cover today? Yeah, um, well, since we started off with a bang, I'm also going to continue with a bang, Colin. Oh, and, my goodness. And, and let you know that I have finished Work in Progress Season 2. <sighs> oh, I'm ascending, I'm ascending, <laughs> I'm ascending. Martha. Oh, my God, Martha. Okay, all right, okay. I need I need to shut up. I need to hear your thoughts. It was so good. I There were so many times where I, I had to, like, pause and just say, like, this is... <laughs> and then when earth is ghetto started playing oh i oh. screamed i was oh. like i cannot believe that this is like their choice of a quarantine song because yeah. this was our i mean you discovered it but um you know you brought it to my attention the earth is ghetto uh so that was like one of our first best supporting after shows because i remember we put it at the tail end um, as like a sort of outro. And it's just, when that song came on, I, I felt that the, it was just like a sign from above that this show was like made for us. <laughs> yes, I know. I was like, oh, I, was I, like, I hear this? the gay whistle tone. Yeah. It was truly, it's like if, you know, the second, gosh, I, it's hard to even put into words because what they're saying about 
mental health, what they're saying about um, the pandemic, because I, I kind of, you, it's kind of really sprinkled in at first. You get these little hints that they're, they're committing to telling a story that also um, is aligned with 2020, I guess. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, they're actually doing this, like the toilet paper and, um, you know, flights are getting canceled. You know, there was supposed to be a, like a, some sort of conference at where Abby works and they're not flying in. I think that was the first Easter egg that yep. you almost don't pay attention to. And then it's like, oh, they're, they're going to tell this story in the pandemic. And I was like, wow. I, but also it's like, there's the Connors and then there's work and pro, uh, progress season two, like how they're dealing with it because it's perfect. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's, 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 it just, it's more about the story that happens to be taking place in the pandemic as opposed to the pandemic, as opposed to the other way around. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, like the word social distancing, like it wasn't used, you know what I mean? Like it's not as, doesn't hit you over the head, but like when you, when you knew that was coming, when you were watching it, were you nervous about that? You know, I, cause I, I've really been resistant to COVID content. I, I mm-hmm. do not believe that we need to work it into TV We could shows. skip it. Yep. Yeah. I don't think we need to factor it in. I think in the long run, I just, uh, you know, on some shows it might make sense, but I think in general, I don't know. I just, um, enough with the fucking COVID. <laughs> but yes. uh, work in progress, I think it was the first time where I was like, okay, I see a way in which you can do this and it and it works and I feel like I you've earned my trust, you know? like and yes. And it still managed to be so effective and in some ways, obviously, it enhanced it. I mean that whole episode that ends with her in the car with Campbell and being like, can I have a hug right now? And I was just like, the impact of a hug at that time. And just like, there was a value then I saw to including this, but um, it's at the same time, it was like, it's, you know, it is navigating. uh, I wouldn't say old feelings, you know, because it's not that long ago, but it was, I think it was like, okay, fine. If we're going to do this, I'm going to make peace. I'm, I'm, I'm going to accept the COVID in this, you know? Yeah, they kind of cherry pick the best moments to tell. And mm-hmm. that's a weird sentence to say, but like uh, the hug and, um, you know, saying like they're in your bubble and stuff like that, but also right. have, and 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 I, I loved the alcohol run. Like yep. that was great. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that it's it's the best of what, was given to us in those circumstances that they chose to highlight was while still really focusing on the narrative of season two and Abby's journey. And, and that just happens to be during this and the toll of how it affected everyone, but you know, more so people that have struggles with their mental health and like everything that went on with her father, that whole episode was just like, I, I couldn't believe how how great it was and how beautiful it was and how painful it was to watch that. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, Campbell is just, oh my queen. gosh, that, that whole episode, um, what was it called? Where it two was queens like, on two queens. queens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. I rewatched it because I was like, oh, I, and it is a delight. It's so funny and silly and, ugh, I just The love machine it. guns on the bus, yeah. the toy machine. It is I, it makes me angry now, uh, like seeing season two, how this, I I looked on IMDb and I'm like, well, maybe this is getting like 
you know, some of the best shows out there are only getting like Critics Choice Award nominations, but mm-hmm. there's not a lot. Yeah. We need to, I mean, this is our new purpose. We need to spread the word of work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. We're work in podcast. That's our new name. <laughs> work in podcast. podcast. Um, I know. I, I mean, the scene when, and I don't remember the rest of the episode, but it, it's a, one of the heavier ones. And then she see, she, you know, imagines or, you know, has the, the visit from her dead mother on the couch and she just starts crying. Oh. Her. I was ugly crying. I was disgusting. I was, yeah. I think that was the episode dealing with like Black Lives Matter and with the protests and with yes. Floyd. And and yes, yes, it, yes, yes. And that's the one with the earth is ghetto. And she's just having the, it, it's that, perfect awful storm of that period of time and just the catharsis of like there's her mother and i mean abby mcinney just fucking goes there like i feel mm-hmm. like there's no vanity in this performance and she will ugly cry and i love it yeah i that is a moment and that's another sort of uh storyline and i and i i don't even know if they planned this that like to have um you know, her father marry a black woman who has two black sons mm-hmm. that all that are also going through, you know, uh, I mean, or have been going through and not just in 2020, but, um, you know, how much the the police brutality and everything was sort of coming to a head and to have that be a part of her core family and, and be more aware of it than, you know, the average just sort of white person, for lack of a better word, like it's, 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 I don't know if that was a coincidence or not, um, but it is just so beautifully told. And I really, I mean, all of these characters, like down to like Don the Lunch Lady. Oh <laughs> you know what? my I God. She have so me much of, to say about her. Yeah, I, go, I, go. I, I was going to say, yes, you reminded me of the janitor on Pen15. Yes. I was like, very much in, that energy. These important figures from like a weirdo's childhood, you know, and like, Young Abby, I I don't love children actors, child actors, oh. but I thought she was adorable and so funny. Yes, I was like, oh, you just don't. It's like you're with the wrong people, but you'll find your people eventually. Yes. And but before you're gonna have to go through a lot of fire to get to the other side and spend your entire adult life cleaning that up through therapy. But I love. Her, watching her go through different therapists and like finally we get to that moment where she you know like you know you've been in therapy your whole life but like look look how far you've come and mm-hmm. you've survived in a way is what they were saying too I thought that was such a beautiful beautiful moment yeah. and something that really isn't I mean I haven't seen every television show ever made about mental health too but like I it's especially like as a queer woman and just navigating that I just thought that was something so unique and perfect yeah yeah there's a space for people to have mental health issues and uh and there's space to laugh about it and there's space to cry about it and there's just space to live with it because like as she says to her younger self like that worrying in your mind that's never gonna go away like whatever you're running from that's never gonna go away whatever you're trying to stop it's always gonna continue and um i thought well fuck that is that is spot on. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I just, I, I, and I loved, you know, cause one of my big takeaways, and I feel like this is an unpopular opinion, but I did not like the relationship with Chris. I didn't like it. I, I, interesting. Yeah. I thought it was, I, something about it made me uncomfortable. It was not the trans issue. It was, I felt like 
there was a pushiness about Chris that it made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I appreciated in the second season that Chris comes back for one scene. It doesn't necessarily go well, but I love that he says, you know, this almond stuff, it terrified me. I didn't know what the fuck to do. And then I really appreciated Chris because I think that's what I needed because in season one, there's kind of this like, you're a little too cool with all this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't trust how much you're just like, it's fine, Abby. Tell me about it. It's like, mm, be a human being with me right now. And I love that we got that truth, you know? Yes, uh, I I agree. I I. Haven't I have to like think about that? You know, when we eventually do our BSAs of you know work in progress, uh, which mm. will happen. I I I don't know how I feel about it at the moment, but that's an interesting point. I I guess I'm somewhere in between liking it and not liking it because I feel like in ways, in many ways, he pushed Abby to come out of her shell um, mm. and being that sort of open person. And uh, but yeah, it's it like you just said though, it's not without his own anxieties and own flaws. It's just that we never really got to see them until that season two moments. Right. Right. And then I think that really humanized him in a way that yeah. brought it full circle. But I also loved, you know, and Abby McEnany has talked about this, that like, yeah, season one deals with Abby and a relationship. And there's almost like the expectation that like this character, someone who looks like me wouldn't have a romantic plot in the show. Yeah. And so we addressed it in season one, but it doesn't have to be the central story for the rest of the show. And I, I love that the show opened up and I mean, just started telling a bigger story. I think really, you know, bringing in the supporting characters more. I mean, I, and I love just the, the Julia Sweeney just weave throughout. I think she's bonkers and I, I love how much she's making fun of herself. Yeah. And she, she never got there. She never knew how to bury Pat. I just oh, love her walking she, into that water at the end. I was like, oh, but it, it just I'm made still sense. getting residuals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, uh, and I, I, I love Susan at work. I just oh, love Susan. her. I think she's such a kook. And I loved that whole scene, uh, the baby shower and everything leading up. I think she's so perfect and definitely a BSA of the series. I, I can't wait. It's like, we're already kind of going into it, but I, I mean, I, to kind of put a button on it, it is, it is such a great show. I hope it gets renewed. Like, what's the story there? Like, do we know mm. who can we talk to? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would assume, I think, you know, Showtime, I don't know. I feel like Showtime and HBO, these kind of, I feel like they might have, I have no idea like how they make the decisions on like, whether like a certain viewership matters because it's like maybe they just want to you know still have the diversity in their programming and a show like this won't pull the same numbers as like a weeds you know so maybe Mm -hmm. you can't stack it like that i everything i've seen is positive critical acclaim so i'm hoping that this is kind of like the pen 15 of showtime maybe that's what it is and yeah and we will highlight it we will raise it up because it needs to be yeah, it really, I mean, it is definitely my, uh, one of my favorite shows, I think, certainly of the year. And I think, you know, uh, one that has brought me a similar level of joy as The Comeback, as, um, you know, Mayor of Easttown. Like, I think the things that, like, really just knocked my socks off. You know, Pen15, yeah. it brings up a lot of, not the same feelings, but the same level of emotion as Pen15. Yeah, I mean, I smell, uh, you know, a nomination for the Rita Moreno Award for Excellence next year at oh the, uh, the Westins, and all of the players within the show 
wow. to be divided in categories. It's it's really exciting. So you hear that gold uh, derby? You know, <laughs> the talk has started already for work in progress. I know. I I just love it. I I want to so make Keon watch it. I think that like he would really. I, I would love to watch it again, mm-hmm. and I would love to see him his response to it because I feel like he would really love it as well. It is it's telling stories that aren't being told and like in such a unique queer way that I it's, it's crucial watching for all. I I agree. I agree. And I just, I love how deeply Chicago it is. Everything about it is people in Chicago. All the, I feel like, you know, all the talent is from Chicago. It's all film there. I just, I love seeing another city get featured like that, you know? Um, Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I just have a little crush on Chicago. So whenever I see it, I'm like, ooh, Chicago. I had a couple flings with you in the summer once. Yeah. yeah. So I've never seen it sense. in the winter. So I have a very romanticized Oof. view of Chicago. Yeah, that might not be as fun. But uh, yeah, winter's not fun anywhere. No. Uh, well, while you have been watching Great, uh, Great British Bake Off, uh, I have been watching Great British Bake Off. Well, you've been <laughs> watching Work in Progress. I have been watching. I'm only actually two episodes into Great British Bake Off, but I needed to at least. And it's not for lack of interest. It's just yeah. It, in my weaving through things, I'm like mm, it's yeah. Kind you of, don't have to explain at all. Yeah, no, yeah. I feel like it's become a meme now of like you know it'll be like a picture of like a little bird or somebody going after they finish eating dinner. It's like mm, time for something sweet. And I feel like that's yeah. how I think of Great British Bake Off. It's like, yes, mm, or something sweet. So, I mean, and the problem with Great British Bake Off is it's just like I get so attached to them. And so like I episode know. two, when when Amanda's sugar cookie, you know, rocking horse fell apart, I was like, oh, no, she's such a goose. Don't do this to us. But I I knew I kind of knew who was going to go home that week anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I also, you know, I think I. We didn't talk about her last time, but who I'm also really enjoying is, uh, oh, I'm forgetting her name. Christelle. She, yes. Is it Christelle? Yes. 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 I she's really, I my number her. one at this point. It's hard, though, because they're all the women are great, but she gets even better. So oh. natural and lovable and beautiful and talented. I'm, I'm obsessed with her. Oh, and she'll just be, like, so nervous when they're, like, tasting her cake or whatever and then they'll love it and i'm like oh christelle we did it we did it yes um, so uh and obviously my 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 lover boys george and chiggs it's just problematic at this point i know one thing though i'm waiting for <clears throat> i hate to sound like michelle visage here but i'm waiting for some vulnerability i'm waiting for i think chiggs um as well as jürgen i'm a happy jürgen um that's that's <laughs> I'm a happy he Jürgen. is the there's I mean there's stuff coming I won't I say wait. but I just the the Jurgen material is abundant uh, in the in the coming episodes. You're gonna love it. Ooh, there it is. There it is. Um, and Giuseppe, oh. uh, the Italian guy. Giuseppe is. I love him. Also, I love him too. But the three of them are like in it to win it. Yeah. Um, I think Jurgen has the most charisma, but like it's accidental charisma because he's such a goose and so awkward that it just is so sweet. Giuseppe, you're rooting for. I'm waiting for, I don't know. I want to get to know Chiggs more. I, I want to know more uh-huh. about him. I want to see that furrowed brow that he has. I want him to relax, you know, relax right? the face, smile more. I want to see some, I think he's just like, He's wanting to do well, but I'm wanting to see 
some uh, some personality, I guess. Yeah, relax the furrowed brow. I think it's because Chiggs is in the closet and he's just so used to hiding. And <gasps> wow. you know, they'll they'll cut like I think the second episode. It was like when Chiggs is not out at the nightclubs, he's playing with his nieces and nephews. I was like, gay, <laughs> gay. Uh, you know, gay. Yeah. So my baker is gay. So what? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I, and I think that might be the challenge in my relationship with Chiggs is that he might not open up to me the way I need him to eventually. I know I need that. Um, yeah. But, and also like, I will say, I do love Amanda. She has like great mom energy. She's yes. still kicking. And I really like her, like her and uh, Christelle are like my two favorite women. I mean, I still love Lizzie. She's so kooky and she's coming mm-hmm. up the ranks too. She's been really doing well good. and that's that's all i'll say I'm, I'm getting too much into it but uh yeah yeah that's all right i don't mind light spoilers because you know i don't i it, it helps me prepare to say goodbye yeah. but uh like you know I, you don't have to tell me but it's like i george is the stacy lane matthews i know that he's not gonna last long um but he is just i just keep imagining like my home life with george and him like <sighs> the cookies not being done well and being like george it's okay i don't care don't worry about it. Give me a hug. You know, like it's very codependent, my relationship with George. <laughs> I love how burly he is. He like, I mean, he's just giving me everything I want to, but I just love that he's like a baker because he yeah. seems like such a hard ass, but he's also a big softy and he never really does well, but he never does the worst. It's right. exactly like, it's like, as long as you're not the worst, you, you can go pretty far, but eventually it's going to catch up with him. So I'm way, I'm rooting for George to have a, you know, maybe not a star baker moment, but some moment where they really, cause he hasn't nailed anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, alert. no, he I almost has, he almost has. Love I you, haven't George. expected it, but I, like, I, I just saw that the episode with the, where they make the, the interactive cakes and he had the plane that flew around and the oh, plane, yeah, I you know, know. The, the plane looked like spirit airlines, you know? But, yeah. It wasn't great. Wasn't yeah. great. So, but I will continue watching and we'll keep you posted. I, I got some catching up to do. So, um, in the meantime, I, in terms of something less delightful, uh, there's an episode, we just recorded the episode for All Right, Mary. It'll be out, I guess, Sunday after this episode comes out. But mm-hmm. we did an All Right Scary on Silence of the Lambs. <gasps> Ooh, that's going to be great. Yeah, which I know you'd watched recently. And I just... I mean, obviously, I'll have a lot to say that episode, but like, oh my God, so much to say, but can we just start with Queen Anthony? Yeah, <gasps> it really is. Oh, he's the best. Oh, I love that man so much. I mean, Queen Jody as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jodie Foster. I, I, I went into it thinking, hmm, is this a best actress performance? And I came out of it going, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, I just, oh, that movie is so fucking good. And I just, yeah, it, it's, I mean, obviously it won best picture. It's super successful. Everybody loves it. But you know, that feeling of like, when you finally watch, and obviously I'd seen it before, but like, it's certainly, especially that feeling of when you finally watch a really great movie that everybody has been saying is great. And then you watch it and it's like, oh my God, that movie is great. And it's like, yes, yeah. yes. And, and you're like, everything, the, the acting is great. The direction, the music, everything is just in place. And that was what I definitely appreciated this time with Silence of the Lambs, it is pitch perfect. It's just yeah. so fucking good. And uh, I, uh, but yeah, Anthony Hopkins, holy shit. 
Mm-hmm. That performance, mm-hmm. I know he has gotten so much credit, and he's, you know, AFI's number one villain and all that, and it just bears repeating. Like, I think it is one of the best movie performances. I mean, Anthony and the Father and Anthony and Sounds of the Lambs are probably two of the best male performances I've ever seen in a movie. Yes, yes, agreed, agreed. Oh, that's why I love that. I can't wait to listen. I can't wait to listen. Yeah. Oof. So that'll be fun. So I wanted to bring that up because I know that that was in that is in your catalog. You have seen that, mm-hmm. um, and that's uh, you know worth celebrating. Yes, I'll be pressing play on that as soon as it's dropped. Please. Um, yeah. What else are you watching? What else do you got on your list? Anything else? Um, Keanu and I started. I think I'm I'm gonna fumble with it maybe. As soon All right, El- Sydney Ellen, Ellen Wade. <laughs> I called her Silly. Silly Elden Wade. Silly Elden Wade. That's your drag Silly name. Elden. Silly Elden. Silly Elden Wade. <laughs> um, there is a movie, or not a movie, a series on Netflix um, called, I think, like, The Movies That Made Us or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. Some really great choices. There's ones for, uh, there's Aliens, um, and one that we watched or we started was The Making of Jurassic Park. It's just like a behind-the-scenes featurette it's great laura dern is not one of the people that are interviewed i wish she was but she's like her and jeff goldblum i think are the only two that weren't um a part of the you know like the cast interviews i don't think any of the kids are either to be honest but you know they got sam neil is that his name sam yeah sam's not doing anything yeah get him yeah um but it's great and just like the the process of you know how they were going to tackle the dinosaurs and the cgi of the time that was you know it was the 90s it's like what are you what are you going to do here so a high recommend for jurassic park um even though we only watched half of it um other than that it's just been kind of me putzing around I, i i don't really have anything else the one thing i did watch um today or like a little bit last night and a little bit today is going to be your assignment so i'm going to oh, say that so um Great. so yeah i'm i'm done all right uh, with all, anything else you want to add before we get into our assignment speaking of which so i think the last two things i want to just say these are very small one is just before we started recording i saw the first trailer for being the ricardos about oh, lucy and ricky and okay. It's worth a watch in how little they let you see Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. I I just, from the voice, I can hear a little bit of it, but I'm hearing 60% Nicole, 40% Lucy Ooh. at best. But Nina Arianda. But that's everyone's the raving reason about to watch her. Yeah. Nina Arianda as, as Vivian Vance and J.K. Simmons as, as William Frawley. I think Ugh. that... Those are going to be really fun performances. I yes. I could just feel it. I love the two of them as as Fred and Ethel. It's great. I so, really love that a lot. I think that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So that's. I mean, it'll be interesting. So it's coming out in theaters like the beginning of December, and then it'll be on Prime a few weeks later. So I'll probably wait. Uh, yeah, that's so interesting because I it was originally Kate Blanchett, and then it yeah. went to Nicole Kidman. I think interesting Kate was probably my choice, but who asked me? So. Yeah. Interesting stuff. The last thing before we get to those assignments is something I texted the group chat about, but I think it's worth sharing to everybody. Uh, The other morning, I indulged in a McDonald's breakfast in which I got myself a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle, except instead of that weird folded egg, I had them sub in uh, the real egg that they put on on the McMuffins. Oh, like a fried egg. Like a fried egg. And oh my God. Oh my God. 
I am telling you, this was the most delicious thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> the because the, the McGriddle, you know, the little pancakey, you know, yes, bun. Yes, I know it well. Sweet, and then yes. there's the bacon, and then the egg is a real fucking egg, and the cheese is like very fake, but that cheese yeah, is incidental. It's fine. I honestly think uh, anyone listening, and you in particular on your vacation, I think you should indulge in this. Because breakfast is any time of day at McDonald's Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And I really think maybe, who knows when, but I, I, that's almost my best supporting assignment is to have the sandwich. But <laughs> I love the idea of having a food assignment. That right? opens up a whole new. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Okay. So this is like your best supporting extra credit. Sure. Assignment. Yeah. I was just going to say, yes, I love that. Yeah. Um, which brings us to, of course, our best supporting assignments, which uh, I am very excited to talk about. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive in. Yeah. Please, so you assigned, please. you assigned 1973's the baby, the baby, me. the baby, <laughs> and it's on YouTube. It was actually really easy to find, and I actually watched the trailer before I watched the movie. And maybe that was something that you advised me not to do. I think you just said like the less you know about it, the better. Yeah. But I, I did indulge. And watched the trailer and I was like, whoa. Um, and I watched it. It was very stressful and strange and great all at the same time. Um, mm. You know, the mother character is like a combination of Faye Dunaway and Mommy Dearest and like Elizabeth Taylor and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Like, yep. I think that's the kind of even the look, she kind of looks like Elizabeth Taylor a little bit too, but like the, just the energy of Faye Dunaway and <laughs> mommy dearest, it is a, it made me really uncomfortable. And I guess that's the, the goal, I guess, but anytime the baby was on screen, I was really freaked out. So there were a couple of times I had to mute it because uh -huh. of the screaming and like the way that they kind of dubbed it. I was like, Oh, this is so weird, but there's, there's, there are elements of this that is that are like right within our wheelhouses, like two kooky sisters, mm -hmm. um, you know, the mom who smokes cigarettes, the sort of like strong female supporting character who, in quotes, saves the day. But then the ending, I was like, what? Because you you don't really know where her husband is or like, uh -huh. but like it's kind of implied that he passed away. But and maybe for anyone listening, we shouldn't spoil it. Sorry, yeah, I yeah. know, yeah. So, yeah, maybe I should. I will. I will. I will not go any further than that. But a very weird movie, and I. I don't know if I liked it or disliked it. I was just like, whoa, that. Yeah, happened. it's it's like it's uh, yeah, and I was like, I don't know if you're gonna love this, but I think you should see it. It's so fucked up, and. And the kind of thing, yeah, the baby is super frustrating, like annoying and, and yeah. irritating to watch. Yeah. But like uh, on a rewatch, because I just watched it again recently, I was like, this is just, this movie exists on its own wavelength. It's just its own world. And um, yeah, and, and I really just wanted you to be familiar with Ruth Roman, who is who you're talking about, the Elizabeth Taylor, Faye Dunaway type. She is, I mean, this is very much like a classic movie actress in a campy 70s movie. So, yes. um, and she, I mean, it, she goes for it. I'll give her that. I mean, it, it's such an interesting dynamic at the end too, because you're, the whole movie you're rooting against her, but uh -huh. then at the end, things, things kind change. of change and you're like rooting for her to kind of, yeah. you know, 
outwit and outlast, as they say, um, to make it to the end of the movie. So yeah, no spoilers from there. But I, I did love the last like 10 minutes up until the actual like reveal of what really is was going on. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I am more uncomfortable than I've ever been in a yeah. while. And yeah. I, I would say like, if there's another movie, this is a good barometer for us. I feel like if you give me a movie that's like kind of wackadoo, I'm like, I'm just going to as like on a scale of one to the baby, like yes. where does this fall? So I, I'm glad I watched it. If not just for that, to I have a barometer. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, cause you know, it, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre is unwatchable, but the baby yes. is like, uh, what are you putting me through? But I'll watch it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, well, good. I, you know, and honestly, after the squid game, I was like, this, he can handle anything. Oh yeah. Squid game has toughened me up. Yeah, so I took a risk. Um, Love it. Speaking of the Squid Game, I watched the first episode of the Squid Game. Okay, just the first episode only. Just I just watched of... the first one. Okay, and I, I'm having a similar feeling of like stressful. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, like beautiful. Like when they are walking through that, like. You know that MC Escher, Escher video yes, game yes, moment. Yes, yes. I could. I was like, "This is unbelievable." Yeah. I don't know why I didn't see it coming that the first episode would have hundreds of people dying in red light, green light. But oh my god! Once that started, and I mean that little—I'm sure that's become a meme—is the little robot singing red sure. light, green light in Korean. But oh my god, that game! I was just like, it like in that way of like, I just want this to be over because I can't take it anymore. And I just kept thinking I would die. I would die so early. I would not make it through this game. I just would not. And it was bananas. And I, I guess my question or my assumption is Mm -hmm. obviously the rest of the episodes don't have so many people dying in that there aren't as many people left. Yeah. The first game is a big, like almost like half. Yeah. Um, Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. And the second game isn't as, you know, it trims it down a bit. And then um, there is one, I mean, there are two games that involve heights, but there's one specifically that involves heights that I feel like, I mean, I, I, as I was watching, I was like, I don't think, I don't know how Colin would fare. Like if he would survive watching this, because that is the exact feeling I got too was like, I just wish this was over, but I couldn't stop watching. Um, Because every time that music starts for the next game, it's like, you are right there with them. And it's like, I I constantly had to remind myself, I'm like, this is just a show. They are living Mm -hmm. their best lives outside of the show because they're in a hit Netflix show and I've watched interviews with them. They're all alive. <laughs> you know, yep, it, they probably had a great time filming. And yes. And I watched friends. some behind the scenes stuff that kind of took a little bit of the, you know, seeing that movie magic or TV magic behind it was really fascinating and, and kind of helped me through it. And I'm wondering what I could do for you. You know what I mean? Like you walking me through, you know, telling me some stuff about uh, like Midsummer. you know, like that. Mm-hmm. I knew that the crazy parts, but I, I don't want to spoil anything at the same time. So what were your after the first episode, I guess, because I do feel red light, green light is one of the least stressful games. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, but it it is still stressful. I think it's just because everyone, you know, you see it in the trailer, you knew it was coming. 
I think it wasn't as stressful because of that, because I knew about it. Um, so yeah. that, therefore every new game was a whole brand new, like going through that again. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe they have to do this sort of situation. So where do you stand now? What are your thoughts? Do you need, as Anne would say, what did Anne say to the crowd? Um, I know you need space. <laughs> I feel intrusive. I feel intrusive. Is it yeah, intrusive or invasive? I can't remember. I feel so, in, I feel so, maybe it's that. I feel so intrusive. I know it might have been space, in, yeah, yeah, but yeah. intrusive sounds right too. In any event, here's the deal: I'm probably going to keep watching because okay. there's still a bit of a fish hook in my in me to like. I want to see because, like, you know, listen, I love horror movies. I think it was just like, you know, what it was. It, like, it was kind of like what was that movie? The one, not the show. It was the it was the net the Amazon show. With the Nazi hunters, with with Al Pacino and Celia Weston yeah. was in it, and in the first like five minutes, ten people are brutally killed, and I was like, "Fuck this show, fuck you, uh, mm-hmm. fuck Bay, fuck Bay." <laughs> but this, I was like, "Okay, I wasn't expecting everybody to die, but I guess with four hundred and sixty three people, you kind of got to thin the herd a little." You know, it was jarring, but it wasn't gratuitous. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm intrigued. And I think just like I, you, you know, the Heights one, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, but I want to see it. And and just based on that yep. MC Escher moment, I'm like the visuals. I just want to see what it looks yeah. like, you know? So listen, I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to. I, wa- I want to see what happens next. But wow, this was, oh my God, it was so intense. And the whole time I'm also, and this is probably me trying to detach and like remember it's just a TV show and not get too mm-hmm, invested mm-hmm. is I'm thinking about why this is the most popular show in the world right now. What is yeah. it about this that we are all going bonkers about watching a bunch of people die to make money? Like what's going on here? And I think that's really fascinating. So, yes. um, you know, if that gets me through the show, that gets me through the show, but I'm, I mean, you know, I'm certainly intrigued. I think it's, beautifully made um well acted all of that the subtitles don't bother me you know um yeah it had started with dubbing and i was like no no i need the nuances you know yes um i agree with everything you're saying i think that if it helps to press play on the second episode it's a flashback episode or not flashback but it's more of a get to know the characters episode Mm. outside of the game and i don't think that's too big of a spoiler um, but no, it's just I figured to create, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, more games after that too. But um, Keon finished it last night. I watched the sixth and seventh episode with him because those two are my favorite. The sixth episode is the BSA episode. If, if I mean, okay, it's it's the one. It's the okay. one where it's like the best story, you know, the uh, talking through tears. I mean, every it's so cinematic and so like you said, like the set design, the costumes, everything is like has such purpose and is executed so well that it's the storytelling. I it's just a slam dunk across the board for me too. But all in your own time, I think that it's uh, whatever you decide. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to push. I'm not going to push. Well, I'm. I think I am going to keep watching. And and I do. It's interesting thinking now about like. Parasite winning Best Picture a couple years ago, yeah. and this being the biggest show, I, and I love the idea of like South Korean film and television is suddenly like, oh, this is like 
you know, amazing. Cause I feel yes. like we are just scratching the surface of like a lot of really great movies and TV that like are just on the other side of a subtitle, you know? Yeah. Minari, of course. Minari. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, I just, I love, I, you know, I, I love how kind of, it doesn't feel to- like tokenism. It doesn't feel like we're all watching this cause we're trying to embrace Asian culture, which this is far, this is way more American culture, if anything, um, yes. you know, or at least equally. And so, um, yeah, it just feels like kind of a natural inclusion of new cinema and new TV. I think the way that I want to talk to you about this show is the way that you wanted to talk about work in progress with me. And I okay. took my time, so you take your time. I think that that's, that's the Fair deal. Enough. You know what I mean? Fair I think enough. that it took me a while to really get on the train um, of work in progress. Not that it was a reluctant train. It was just, you know, getting around to it. I will say that Amanda, Jody, and I are recording a Squid Game episode tomorrow. So if that's any motivation for, you know, to hear <laughs> what we thought of it. I I'm can't wait. watch the entire series today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that that solves that. Um, yeah. I'm and it'll not part of the group out. chat. Yeah. Yes, it'll probably be out by this time too, since this comes out Friday. So we're yeah. recording. Uh, you know, obviously it's only Wednesday when we're recording, but uh, so there's some a little extra motivation for you because we will be obviously spoiling everything. Um, I can't wait. I I just I just love this show. So and I'm I'm excited to talk to you about it when the time comes. Yeah, well, I uh, I will not play Red Light, Green Light with this whole series. I will. Ooh. I'm going to race to the end. So, um, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's my, that's my squid game so far. Okay. So you guys could include me in the group chat again whenever you want. Yeah, we'll slowly incorporate. I'm like, yeah. this, is, this is Colin. He's yeah. watched the first two episodes. Because, Hi, everybody. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about the Heights episode yet, but I'd like to Ooh, be Oh, the Heights. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I think Ooh, it's the, the worst heights. game. It's the most stressful game. Um, but I won't say anything else. So I will instead give you your assignment for next week. And your, I mean... You're just going to love it. This is a great squid game palette cleanser. Um, I didn't know how I was going to find this, but I found it. I think it was on Netflix, actually. I'll, I'll double check when I'm done, when we're done recording, but I'm pretty sure it is. It's a little documentary called Just a Girl Who Decided to Go For It. Oh, my God. It is now available. It's available. And I started watching it last night and I was like, oh, yes, it is everything you want it to be it has um uh shades of oh i'm blanking something someone someone is having a good time the interview with mo rocca oh brenda vaccaro brenda vaccaro it has that energy a little bit not as kooky but like there are shades of it you know it's just rita moreno is having a good time it's like she's in her prime and just Uh really learning more about her that I, I I just, I never really even knew again, like Rita Moreno is one of my Queens, but I, I don't know her life story. So if anything, we have this doc, this beautiful documentary now, very well made. It, it just hit everything that I wanted to see. And she is, she's a legend. She's an icon and she is the moment. And she is the moment. Well, I can't wait. Oh, good. Okay. Great. 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 I'm so excited. Yes. Um, well, your best supporting assignment this week uh, kind of 
planted the the lead a little bit in celebrating mm-hmm. South Korean film and television because I think if you want to get your Squid Game fix, I think the best way to do that is to watch a little movie called The Tower. The have Tower. you watched it already? No, I haven't, but you told oh, me good. about it. I, yes. I, I remember I know we have talked about it. I I think it I think especially after Squid Game, obviously they're very different, but just kind of like it's a thrill ride of a movie. It's like I cannot believe this is what they're making in South Korea right now and like mm-hmm. or why are we not all talking about this, you know? Um I loved it. It's it. Uh, it's such a good movie, and I know it used to be on Amazon Prime, so you might have to pay for it. So I might That's owe okay. you a, yeah. I might owe you a McGriddle at some point. But um, <laughs> oh my god, I I think you and if Keon's available, I think you guys would both really enjoy it. It's yeah, such he a loves great movie. action bullshit like that. Oh, too, so oh, you guys should watch it. it together. It's it, it's so so good. Yay! I think that's the perfect follow up for me. I'm I'm craving more South Korean content, and oh. I think that'll be great. This is, I think, you know, I was wowed by Parasite, but the tower is like what put me over the edge of like, what else is going on over there? What else are you guys yes. making? So, uh, so there you go. Um, I think that finally leads us to our last segment of the episode, BSA of the Week, in which we queen out on a food, a song, a thing, a performance, anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress of our lives. And what do you got? Oh, this is hard. It's really kind of a 50-50 split. And they're both things I already mentioned, but I was I it's either a tie between I mean, it's either. I'm just gonna go with it. I'm gonna commit. It is a tie between work in progress season two and the Rita Moreno documentary, both opposite ends of the spectrum, but both brought me so much joy. Maybe Rita by a hair if I had to pick one, but I'm I'm just I'm so excited for you to watch it because mm. it is it is everything everything you want. Um, so those are my two. I know that's not as original because we've already talked about it, but those are, that's what's bringing me the most joy this week and has been. And I I still keep thinking about it. I totally understand. I'm kind of feeling the same way. It's really for me a 50, 50 between and Dowd and that McGriddle sandwich. So (laughs) I, I get it. I think I'm going to give it to Anne because you know, how could I not? I know that she's been BSA the week a number of times. Yes, Anne and Amanda. But you Kuchinsky saw her in fighting real life. I mean, if that's BSA not the your week, BSA. yeah, yes. I know, I know, right? Like if I, if if uh, you know, if she's not, then who could be? Yes. Um, but I did also see that McGriddle sandwich in real life, and it was mm. also uh, a delight. Um, and so I, I did not need space from either the McGriddle or Anne at that point in my life. So I, I'm gonna give it to Anne though, and um. You know, a tough one to beat. She might be yeah. in the BSA of the week every week until something else comes along. So I know, yes. Uh, well, that's I love the you know the juxtaposition there of like a McDonald's sandwich, right? And endowed, and endowed. I like, mean, I understand. Yeah, maybe having a McGriddle with endowed might Ooh. be kind of fun. You know, like that she might be, be like, oh, the sandwich. I I need space. <laughs> I need space for my hash brown. I need space it's for the very hash greasy. brown. Yes, it's it's a bit intrusive. Oh, thank you. What was your name? Yes. Oh, Colin. Thank you. Colin. Oh, Colin. Thank you, Colin. I give it all to you. I give I give you all of my hash brown. I give it all to you. <laughs> I'll give you my orange juice. It's not real yes, orange juice. I think it might real. be some concentrate. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Should have got the coffee. <laughs> oh, and well, anyway, I think that's all we got for this best supporting after show, which I think is more than plenty. Mm-hmm. Next week, we have one more spooky BSA to discuss. Um, 
and I guess the only hint I would give you is that we have talked about this woman before and uh, in a non-spooky role. And yes. here she is in an actual spooky nomination. I can't wait. So do the math, folks, and <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.